and welcome to another episode of TLV Talk Radio. And this is actually episode number 99. Yes, we are getting up there. And, uh, of course, this show is for January 21st, 2024. And, of course, this is Sunday. 
Um, this is being brought to you on Republic Broadcasting Network. Do me a favor. This is the last week of this year's um, book drawing from John Statmiller's books. He's got a phenomenal library. And today, I believe, is the last day you can go in and put in for to win one of those books. Please go to um, Republic Broadcasting Network and or the website i mean and take a look and see if you would like to enter the drawing today's your last chance this year for one of john's books and do i think it's worth it yes i do okay the title of today's show is not going to surprise anybody because these are the type of things that we usually do talk about today's going to be a little bit more all-encompassing And I think you'll probably figure that out. The title is Government Tyranny in the Digital Age. And for anybody out there who doesn't understand, because you haven't listened to any of my shows, that I worked in digital electronics for 30 years for this government and the military-industrial complex. So am I one who can speak to this with a certain level of knowledge and authority, as in, I know what I'm talking about, yes. But a lot of what you're going to hear today are my observations and what I think. We all know where this is headed. But maybe somebody who's looked a little bit deeper into the well can tell you exactly how deep that well is. So we're going to delve into that a little deeper than we usually do today. And again, the title of the show is Government Tyranny in the Digital Age, which is what we live in, people. Anybody who doesn't know that is hibernating in a cave somewhere. So let's wind our way through our regular opening first, and then we will jump into what I feel will be a rather lively show. Okay, TLB Talk Radio is sponsored by TLB Project's newest project, and that is our social media website, tlbtalk.com. Come and join us and say what needs to be said. As far as uh, tlbtalk.com is concerned, that's one of the biggest reasons I have the affection and the want to keep RBN up and running. John was John Statmiller, who started and ran and owned RBN, passed away a couple of years ago. He was the, yes, he was the media director for tlbtalk.com. So, again, RBN has a special place in Roger's heart and in the Liberty Beacon Project's heart. All right. So, what I said, I'll say it again. TLB Talk Radio is sponsored by TLB Project's newest site. That's the social media site, tlbtalk.com. Come and join us and say what needs to be said. As usual, before we get started, I'd like to once again thank RBN Thank Sam, the show's producer, who does a great job for me every single week. To thank Annie over at Shake and Wake, who replays this show on her network every Thursday and is a huge fan of RBN. And she hosts my show, Eagle Eye Report. Eagles I Report on Wednesdays from 3 to 4 Central. So, again, it is these platforms, um, especially when we're talking about RBN, because again, I have, I had a very personal and valued friendship with John before he passed away. So again, this is 
what makes the Liberty Beacon Project as prolific as it is. Two great radio networks. RBN, I have been with the longest. I have been here forever. Prior to John passing, I was not doing my own shows. Prior to John passing, I was John's guest every single Thursday for an entire year for the first hour of his show. And he continued to try and talk me into doing my own show. And I kept saying, John, I just don't have the time. John, I just don't have the time. When John passed away, the concession I made for a good friend and somebody who helped me with TLB Talk was to do a live show. Um, This is the reason why I have been doing a live show for over a year on this network. Actually, it's approaching two years on this network. So, again, something else I can thank John for. All right. I will always state that the message that I bring you today is not entertainment, nor is it baseless guesses or remote possibilities. Here he goes again. Most of what I deliver is in-your-face reality, recorded facts, or an inevitability, here it is, depending on our course of action. I still get blowback from people saying, what are you talking about when you say, you know, all of this reality in our face and all of this could be an, an inevitability depending on our course of action. What about their course of action, Roger? And my answer is always the same. Did you listen to my show last week? Yup. Did you listen to Dave's show last week? Yup. Did you listen to, and I could list about 50 other shows, and if they say yes to even a third of them, then what are we talking about, people? If, if we don't put our word out as to what we intend to do, then we haven't really moved forward. We have a lot of people out there telling us what our government is doing, telling us what the global elite are doing, telling us what the tyrannical medical profession is doing, telling us what the tyrannical global, I don't know, asset management is doing. We know the stuff they're doing. We can see them dragging us down a hole. Every single week I talk about that. Every single day there are thousands of alternative media articles, radio shows, online TV shows talking about their course of action. That's all we do is talk about their course of action. How many times have you heard, and next week is the week, people, but how many times have you heard a show that simply directly and only discusses our course of action as it, I don't know, reflects directly against what they're doing to us. Do we know it? We talk about it every week in detail. What are we doing about it? What major um, movements do we see sweeping across the country? How many hundreds of thousands of individuals are talking to, or millions are talking to their representatives? America needs to get off of its butt, okay? England needs to get off of its butt. Australia needs to get off of its butt. Would you like me to go on? Until we get in their face, and I'm not promoting violence, they will not 
consider us a threat and not consider us anything that they need to pay any special attention to. After all, didn't they take the last almost century propagandizing you to accept just about anything they said as an absolute fact? What we are looking at today, people, is a level of tyranny far beyond what Orson Welles could even have written about. He'd be so damn jealous if he was alive today, looking at what's actually going on and saying, gee, if I had written about that and called it, I don't know, what? Science fiction? I could have sold billions more books. And he would have been right. So anybody who continues to push back against me when I say depending on our course of action hasn't really stopped to think about this. There are tens if not hundreds of thousands of us talking about their course of action. How many people dedicate a goodly amount of time to discussing what our course of action is in anywhere near the detail we discuss their course of action every single day. People, it's our course of action that's missing from this entire scenario. And what little may actually be getting done, and there are people doing things, they don't have enough abuses and meases behind them to be effective. And that's not their fault. That's actually our fault. So again... I will say this comment one more time and then we will get into our show. Okay? This, most of what I deliver is in your face reality, recorded facts, or an inevitability depending on our course of action. Because we sure to the hell know what theirs is and it ain't good. Okay. So. I will also tell you that links to applicable references or information used to put this show together, say articles, will always be included in the article containing this archive show, which is published on Monday on the Liberty Beacon at the latest would be 12 Central Time USA. So let's go back to the title of the show and roll into it. Government tyranny in the digital age. Okay. Having worked, and most of you know this, having worked in technical fields and traveling the globe for most of my life, over 30 years, out of the country between 75 and 80% of every year. It's not difficult for me to step back and actually see the massive level of government tyranny with some bordering on treason being stuffed into our faces. Why do I say that? Because I spent a lot of time in England. When I got to England, most of the people over there in the pubs, the guys were shooting pool, were throwing darts, and they want to talk to me about what they're seeing from America. But that's not what we're seeing because that's not what they're showing us. And then I go to Italy, same situation. And then I go to Australia, same situation. And then I go to South Korea, same situation. Are you catching my drift? All right. But the one thing that really stands out to someone like me is the ease by which these deep state operatives can use censorship via request, bribe, or threat to digitally mask, hide, 
or remove a dissenting voice. Listen to me again. One of the biggest bothers I have with all of this, okay, one of the things that really stand out to someone like me with my type of background is the ease by which these deep state operatives can censor or use censorship via request, Twitter files, bribe, Facebook files, or threat uh, the Liberty Beacon Project to digitally mask, hide, or remove a dissenting voice. We have Well, let's use me personally. I have close to 10,000 people on my Facebook wall. I'm lucky if two people see anything on that wall at any time. When I ask some of my friends or my followers, how come I never see you commenting anymore? I'm told we don't see what you put up, Roger. So, again, just making my point, all right? So, again, one of the things that really stands out to someone like me is the ease by which these deep state operatives can do what they're doing. They can shut me up because I'm inconvenient to them. I'm not illegal. I'm not saying anything that's treasonous. I'm not even saying anything that's tyrannical. I'm saying the truth. And the truth is inconvenient to the point where they must. Shut me up. Welcome to America. Yeah. Even more shocking than what I just said is the level of cooperation afforded these tyrannical government agents by said fourth branch. Let me explain something to everybody listening. If our founders were alive today, they would have a heart attack after seeing the state of the fourth branch. And for all of you who don't know, because American history isn't really prized anymore in our schools. It's almost like we're the most evil nation on the planet. Okay? Again, if you stop to look at what the fourth branch was seen as by our founders, the fourth branch was seen as a stopgap measure to tyrannical governance. The fourth branch was seen as the in-between the government and we the people to keep us informed of the tyranny before it could affect our lives and the lives of our families. This is what they saw the fourth branch as. This is why our founders put so much stock in the fourth branch. The media at the time. The town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. The fourth branch. Again, if our founders were alive today, they would have heart attacks after seeing the state of the fourth branch. And what is that state? They are owned and operated by the deep state. Or, I guess I could extend that out and say, by the globalists. And that's not a joke. That is who owns them. That is who operates them. And if you think that their mission is the advancement of America over the advancement of a global elitist to global governance and the Great Reset, then you're an idiot. And no, I don't apologize because you are. There's way too much stuff in your face lately unless you're hiding somewhere and ignoring all of the facts coming out one after the other after the other. 
the fourth branch is no longer a friend to we the people. It is now a tool in the toolbox of the global elites and the U.S. deep state. But how about a few questions that aren't asked enough, okay? I've got a question that doesn't really fit into the middle of this topic, but it kind of does. And we won't hit on it for too long, but I do want to bring it up because it does present a huge threat. Everybody listening to the show knows right now there is, I don't know, where a straws drop away from World War III in several parts of the planet. We are. And everybody seems to know that. All right. Everybody seems to think that um, our government's going to take care of us. We're going to be cool. After all, don't we have the biggest, baddest, best military on the planet? Well, we used to. That's until they were forced to take vaccines that don't work, which means they kicked them out of the military for nothing. Or they brought so much wokeism into the military that those who were valuable and should have stayed left because they wanted no part of it. But let me tell you something that sticks out even more in my mind and is much more technically, and this is a show about technicals, much more technically orientated. I would tell you that the United States as the leading nation on the planet, technologically and supposedly industrially, we are the most vulnerable to an EMP attack. If one of our enemies puts a weapon, okay, a nuclear warhead in low Earth orbit, passes it over to the United States and right in the middle of the heartland, or maybe two of them, they light them off. That will cause an EMP pulse that will wipe out just about anything below it electronically. Your car won't even run. Nothing will run. Anything that uses electronics that has transistors, AND gates, OR gates, NAND gates, NOR gates, and if you don't know what those are, that's technology above the vacuum tubes. Anything that uses even your car will no longer run. I have been writing about this and complaining about this for almost 15 years, and I have seen this government do absolutely nothing to harden the power grid in America. You knock our power grid out. What have you knocked out? You pretty much knocked out the power to just about every American. And now what you have is a country that's on its knees. But that's not all. How many factories will be out? Okay. How many military bases cannot cover their entire power load? How many, how many? And I can tell you that from what I knew the last when I left working for the military, there are a lot of bases across this planet, not just American bases, that have totally ignored this type of a possible threat. But again, this is something that really bothers me, that the United States of America has done nothing to harden its power grid and the most important facilities associated with that power grid. So we are extremely vulnerable and we're hanging right out there. And maybe there's an absolute reason why America will not have its power grid hardened. Let me see. 
in order to have global governance, you've got to take the cowboys to their knees first. What would wiping out our power grid do to America? Stop and think about that. I'm not telling you that's going to happen. What I am telling you is what the hell would happen to America right now if they pulled back? Not a joke, people. Okay, so let's move on to something that's a little bit more immediate, a little bit more in our faces, okay? Because that was a big overwhelming, oh my God. So how about a few more questions a little bit closer to home? Why is the kill switch for our internet in the hands of a known compromised president? I don't want anybody telling me Joe Biden is not compromised. Because if you tell me that, what you've just told me is you're a moron. We know for a fact that Joe Biden is compromised. We have people from overseas in the country. He's compromised. Countries he's compromised in telling us he is. That's not a joke. That's an absolute fact. But yet this guy has control of our military. And if the global elite say, yo, Joe Bob, and he jumps and he doesn't ask how high he says, when can I come down, please? And they say, well, you can come down when you shut off the Internet to all of America. And Joe Bob goes, "Okay, that's what you want, boss. And then his feet hit the ground running and he goes and he shuts off your Internet and your cell phones. Your phones and your internet. And once that is done, America is on her knees more than you could possibly imagine. Because we have become a modern society that is dependent on this. How many kids do you know that if they didn't have a phone or a tablet would be totally lost today? How many? There's a hell of a lot of them, people. And it's getting worse. So again, you know, what happens if this happens? What happens if we have a deep state telling our president that you and I need to go into the dark? There is no other president, I don't believe, okay, at this point, that would have literally shut off the entire country. I don't think we had one, maybe Obama, but maybe not, that was as compromised as Joe Bob is. Joe Bob's going to do what he's told. When you let a spy balloon fly, and you've all heard me say this over and over again, all the way across America, across some really sensitive military installations, and then you lie to us and tell us we couldn't knock it down because it would have hurt somebody, when that thing, the path that thing took, it was over so much empty space, it's insane. It could have been brought down hundreds of times. It was left to fly across the country on the orders of those who can give those orders. And that's only senior military commanders and the president of the United States. And the president has to be in that loop. That's unless his handlers decided it may have kept him up and he couldn't take his nap if he heard that. I don't know. Yeah. So next question. Why is digital freedom so dangerous to today's deep state? And what are their intentions? Well, what are their intentions? The deep state sent some people into Twitter 
And they sat down and they told Twitter exactly what they could and couldn't do, who could and couldn't be on their platform, what they could and couldn't say, and what they were going to do if Twitter didn't do exactly what they wanted. Now, if you consider that Twitter's not the only visit they made, and we also know that to be a fact, then what you have is the government going in and literally ruling over the fourth branch, telling them what your freedom has been redefined as. Let me say that again. The government telling the fourth branch what your freedoms have been redefined as. And if anybody can find a hole in what I just said, I'm going to kiss your butt on Broadway at high noon and let you sell tickets. How about another point? Why is digital censorship and outright digital exclusion ramping up across the globe? I'm not joking. You think it's bad in America? Well, it's not as bad as it is in New Zealand. It's not as bad as it is in what? China. It's not as bad as it is in Australia. It's not as bad as it is in Brazil. It's not as bad as it is. Would you like me to go on? Would you like me go on. Why is digital censorship ramping up so bad across the planet? And there are a lot of countries, not a massive amount, but a lot of them and more coming on board that is either partially or fully eliminating the ability of their citizens to have internet access. Why? Because they have too many citizens who are awake and aware to actually what's going on, and they don't want the rest of the country hearing from them. Or, we know the internet can go around the world, anybody else globally hearing from them. The amount of censorship across the planet far exceeds what we see in America. But yet, we're probably going to end up by putting up the biggest fight against it, or pushback. Why? Because our entire backstop, our entire, I don't know, playground, our entire scenario of America is built on we're the freest nation on the planet and we ain't afraid to scream it at the top of our lungs. The only thing is, they're taking your damn voice away, people. And the rest of the world is looking at us not so much in I don't know, laughing at us or not so much in figuring, you know, we're only getting what we deserve, but wondering how Americans feel now that they're just as ordinary or just as vulnerable as anybody else on this planet. And as a matter of fact, in the globalist eyes right now, America is a nuisance that needs to be shut down or gotten rid of. Because with cowboys who talk about freedom all the time and stuff like that and push back against tyranny. Yeah. How many other countries do you think that that would be permitted to run at the level it runs in this country? The amount of censorship is bad. Okay. Um, Are we going in for a break? Okay, so here we go. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you. 
Public Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Go to RepublicBroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. 
With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. everybody uh that's the one thing you're never going to get from me is silence (laughs) unless i'm breathing and even then i'm not very quiet but that's not the point the point is you listen in because you feel that i give you some valuable information so let's continue with the again it's a perfect time just to throw in the title of the show again government tyranny in the digital age now if you listen to what I just said. I'm not implying to anybody that there wasn't government tyranny before the digital age because I was in the U.S. military before the actual digital age. I was in the U.S. military in 1971. Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of computers around then in, in your house. And we didn't have yeah a cell phones and we didn't have we didn't have we didn't have. OK, so. Yeah, I was around before the digital age actually took off and watched it ramp up. All right. So, again, we have gone over three points here. We're talking about why is the kill switch in a compromised president's hands? And that's for the Internet. Okay. Um And why is digital freedom so dangerous to the deep state today? And why is digital censorship um an outright issue for the global elitist globally. So let's take this just a little bit further. When the lies of pandemics start to bleed out globally, which they already are, those in power do anything they can to stifle it for their own protection. If I told you it's safe and effective, Over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, people come up to me and say, hey, guess what? We found out that you knew that this had over 1,200 deadly or dangerous side effects, and you tried to hide that from us for 75 years. Hey, why didn't you tell us about myocarditis? Hey, why didn't you tell us about blood clots? Hey, why didn't you tell us about? This is what we're looking at, people. Why didn't you tell us? And the thing of it is, right about now, we are starting to see the pieces coming together from a global pandemic, scamdemic, pandemic. You call it whatever the hell you want. It was the biggest lie and the most dangerous lie and the most destructive lie ever put in front of humanity. And far too many people bought it. But that's not what this show is about. Okay. 
when the lies of pandemic start to bleed out globally, those in power do everything they can to stifle it for their own protection. There's already talk about people going to jail in the state of New York. There's already talk about people going to jail in, um, I believe it's Georgia. There's already, and this is starting to spread across the planet. People are putting two and two together and they're coming up with, for the first time, four. And they're starting to look around and ask questions. Why did we do this? Why did we have to do that? Where's your proof that that needed to be done? How come this is still happening? Why don't we have all of our rights back if you've declared that the pandemic is over? So on and so forth. Okay? How about a, a, list, a few more examples of what is being censored today? We are looking around at an economy that is intentionally being destroyed. So the truth of our economy is being stifled and censored. If you take a look at mainstream media, right now they're telling you what a great job Joe Bob has done with our economy. Anybody who reads that and believes that, I won't even say it because I really, really don't want to use vulgar words on this show. All right. So the truth about the economy is being stifled and censored. The truth about the jabs is being stifled and censored. The truth about COVID is being stifled and censored. The truth about government tyranny is being stifled and censored, etc., etc., etc. And I could do etc. for the rest of the damn show. None of this is a joke, people. We live in a world today that was choreographed for us. If you listen to a radio show I did a dozen years ago, I was talking about after the turn of the century, okay, we saw a major shift globally. And I was flat out stating that within 20 years, we would see a total takedown of global society. I was four years off. I apologize. But it sure to hell is here, isn't it? All right. I brought an article, as I usually do, in for this show. Something I would like to take some pieces from. <clears throat> this article has some very poignant pieces in it. The people who are responsible for it, uh, pretty much like Roger, they don't take prisoners. And this is an article by John and Nisha Whitehead. John and Nisha Whitehead. The title of that article is Digital Kill Switches. How Tyrannical Governments Stifle Political Dissent. Gee, do you think that's something Roger would bring to you? Yeah, I think most of you are shaking your head or saying yes right about now. So let's go into it again. I'm not going to read this entire article. That's not what it's here for. But the link to this article, which I strongly recommend everybody read and click on the links in that article to take you to more blatant information. I'm going to tell you the reason I respect John and Nisha Whitehead is they usually don't pull punches. So what did they have to say? 
Well, they started off with this paragraph here. No president from either party should have the sole power to shut down or take control of the Internet or any other communication channels during an emergency. Who said this? One of the people in Congress, well, one of the people in Washington, D.C. that I have some respect for, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul. What's to stop the U.S. government from throwing the kill switch and shutting down phone and Internet communications in a time of a so-called crisis? And who decides that? Who? Who decides whether the president can call a crisis and shut your phone and your Internet off? Who? Is it a compromised president or is it those he is compromised by? The global elites. After all, as I told you earlier, it's already happening all over the planet. America, they already know, is going to put the biggest push up. So we couldn't be the first or the hardest. And it has to be almost normalized before it hits us. And that's just not going to happen. Communication kill switches have become tyrannical tools of domination and oppression to stifle political dissent, shut down resistance, forestall election losses, (coughs) 2020, reinforce military coups, and keep the populace isolated, disconnected, and in the dark, literally and figuratively. The last part applies more to America than the rest of it, although they are coming up very quickly. But the biggest part is, yeah, the population is isolated or disconnected and in the dark, literally and figuratively. And this is digitally. It doesn't mean they put us all in a cave and then they slide a rock in front of the door. No, they shut off our means of communication. How many people still have a house phone? How many? Probably not a lot. Right. So if your Internet goes away and your phone goes away. The only way you will have to communicate from that point is either using a a regular rotary style phone or touchstone phone or going to your neighbor next door and knocking on the door. Yeah. As the Guardian reports from Ukraine to Myanmar, government run Internet outages are picking up pace all around the world. In 2021, there were 182 shutdowns in 34 countries. Countries across Africa and Asia have turned to shutdowns in a bid to control behavior. While India, largely in the conflict-ridden region of Jammu, have, uh, and excuse me, Kashmir, plunged into digital darkness more times than any other last year. Several unrest in Ethiopia and Kazakhstan has triggered Internet shutdowns as governments try to prevent political mobilization and stop news about military suppression from emerging. So, in other words, across the planet, we have yeah, global elitist sponsored agents within those governments doing everything they can to hide the truth or to shut the truth down from their populations. Anybody who doesn't think that the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab's people, 
doesn't infect a lot of the countries across this planet, the young leadership group, you're wrong. And we already know that America third the World Economic Forum. Not the country, but those within the country who have been paid or bribed and or, I don't know, maybe it's just they've done something wrong and they know that. Compromised. Don't laugh, people. It's a fact. All right. In an Internet-connected age, killing the Internet is tantamount to bringing everything, communications, commerce, travel, and the power grid to a standstill. And it's exactly right. Tyrants and would-be tyrants rely on this cloak of darkness to advance their agendas. Now, we're being told what's happening across the planet. What happens when it happens in America? The bad part for them is that in America, unless we do have an EMP pulse, how many of us have walkie-talkies? How many of us have CBs? How many of us have shortwave radios? There was a time when I was living in Hawaii shooting skip to California, Texas, and other states. Yeah, with my CB. So America may not be quite so easy to stifle or to shut up, but it will go a long way towards minimizing our voice. Seriously minimizing our voice. In Miramar, for example, the Internet shutdown came on the day a newly elected government was to have been sworn in. That's when the military staged a digital coup and seized power under the cover of a communications blackout that cut off the populace from the outside world and each other, the junta carried out nightly raids, smashing down doors to drag out high-profile politicians, activists, and celebrities. And how many people in their country didn't even know this had happened until communications came back up? These government-imposed communication shutdowns serve to not only isolate, terrorize, and control the population, but also to underscore the citizenry's lack of freedom in the face of the government's limitless power. In other words, look at what I can do. Now, what are you going to do? There's a lot of countries out there where they do not have the technological advantage that most U.S. citizens have. So something like this is nasty and in their face. Something like this in America may make you pause, may make you slow down, may make you double or triple check. But we are the country on this planet where it will have the smallest impact in a negative fashion. And what it will do is awaken a hell of a lot of Americans. Let me tell you something that also isn't part of the show, but makes I don't know, makes people understand a little bit more why America needs to go to its knees first. If you take the amount of guns globally, that number's dropping like a rock. If you take the number of guns in America, that number's rising. The number of guns in America is directly dependent on the population and what it sees as tyranny around it. The United States private population is estimated to have between 450 and 500 million guns in private hands. That's more guns than the entire Chinese and Russian armies combined. 
Why do you think they are afraid of us? Why do you think America has to go to her knees first? This is what digital authoritarianism looks like in the technological age, people. When I can take your freedoms away without ever knocking on your door, and by the time I come to knock on your door, you've either committed suicide or you're so terrified, you'll let me in and tell me anything I want to hear. Digital authoritarianism. As the Center for Strategic and International Studies cautions, involves the use of information technology to surveil, repress, and manipulate the population, endangering human rights and civil liberties, and co-opting and corrupting the foundational principles of democratic and open societies, including freedom of movement, the right to speak freely and express political dissent, and the right to personal privacy and online and off. This is what you shouldn't have anymore. This falls under what most of us now characterize as digital authoritarianism. For those who insist this can't happen here, it has. In 2005, cell service was disabled in four major New York tunnels reportedly to advert potential bomb detonations via cell phone. In 2009, those attending President Obama's inauguration had their cell signals blocked. Again, same rationale. In 2011, San Francisco, commuters had their cell phone signals shut down, this time to thwart any possible protest over a police shooting of a homeless man. Did you hear what I said? The first one might have made sense. The second one was, eh. The third one was, are you kidding me? A cop kills somebody. It looks a little screwy that you don't want the public talking about it, so you're going to shut off their ability to communicate with each other. So don't say it can't happen in America, people, because it can. And everything that's done to us as Americans has already been through its sea trials, the trial phase. And what I just read to you was the trial phase for cutting off our ability to communicate via the internet or cell phones in America. It has been done on at least three occasions, widely and successfully. All right. Look, this is, none of this is new to anybody. I really don't think so. But every once in a while, what you've got to do is you have to put all of this into perspective. Whatever powers you allow the government and its corporate operatives to claim now, and I've said this how many times, whatever the reason might be, will be at some point in the future, okay, those same powers will be abused and used against you by the tyrants of your own making, meaning the tyrants you have allowed into office. Anytime an executive order is made, the next president coming in, that's still on the books, he can use it exactly as he sees fit. How many executive orders are still on the books? How many don't you know about? And how seriously dangerous might some of these be? People, we're living in a country today that I, a 70-year-old, within a couple months, a 70-year-old man who has technical training, military training, and has raised a family. I have looked 
at all of this as it has been happening. And I have dragged myself away from a lucrative high-tech career into an alternative media career that I started in my late 50s and now I'm about to hit 70. What we're looking at, people, is there aren't enough of us standing up. And what is happening is, I don't know, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. It's gaining bulk and mass as it rolls. The only thing that's going to stop it is enough of us standing up to say, we've had enough of this. And this is why Roger's here today. Anybody who thinks that COVID-19 is over, that the government no longer has their fingers in our eyes, that everything is cool now, needs to understand the last thing Roger just said. Let me add a little bit more to that. Every time they take all of your rights and abilities away due to a national emergency, you don't get 100% back. You get 90, 85, maybe 95. You never get them all. And what you don't get back, imagine that cumulative over every national emergency declared over the last century. And now you're starting to understand the government's actual power in the shadows, not what you can see. And I'm going to tell you all, if you listen to this show, you might want to do a little bit more research on the actual power of the deep state in America. And their connections to the globalists. Yeah. None of this is a joke. But if you if if anybody remembers listening 10 years ago when I was telling you that we would reach a point within the next generation where global governance would be forced on the global population. I said that 12 years ago. Here we are, people. And unless a lot of us wake up and a lot of us push back real hard and real fast, that snowball rolling down that mountain filled with snow is getting very big. We'll be back next week with more. Thank you for listening. Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 